It's great to be back. Gentlemen's Breakfast, 31st episode in our studio. New studio. This is pretty New exciting. old studio. New old studio. It's, it's interesting, actually. We're in the studio where I used to live, like, in a studio closet in this apartment. Yeah. Years ago. And someday we might convert that closet into a studio if we're lucky enough. That's amazing. But we're back here in lovely San Francisco. It's good to be back. Uh, it's interesting. It's like very full circle here where you've done a year hiatus. You did your time. Mm-hmm. You did your nickel in a, well, nickel, but you did you did your year in New York. I did my back. year abroad. Then I came back. And a lot has changed. A lot has changed. So about this time, it's about 8.30. We'd already be knee-deep in a, a breakfast. We would have already recorded. We would be eating breakfast right now, and we would be at the Marina Lounge, 9.15 a.m. show. And we'd be the only ones in there not shaking <clears throat> our hand, you know, like yeah. a slight shake. I walked by one of the guys that I always recognized in there the other day on uh, Chestnut Street, and he was jonesing. <laughs> he was not looking up. He was looking down the sidewalk, making a beeline for the well, lounge. Well, my favorite part of that bar is there's a lot of natural sunlight and a good place to sit, right? That front window. spot, that's one of the best seats in San Francisco. The regulars don't take it. They want the darkness. Exactly. They tuck in there. It's hilarious. They but, leave that to us. But to highlight... You know, you, you rolled into town Thursday, it's Saturday now, and you were trying to... Wh- Wednesday night, I got into town about 7 p.m., cleared 3,700 miles in something like five or six days on the road, but in total, I was traveling for two weeks. How many fast food stops? Yeah. Well, I was going to get into that a bit, you know. Uh, it started out with... It was very jarring, right? Because my last day in New York was two Fridays ago, and I go from packed in on the C train coming down from the Airbnb that I stayed in from the last month, trying my best not to make eye contact with anyone on the train, just packed in 92 degrees outside mm. to all of a sudden being out in, in, out in the open in the world here, driving across rural Pennsylvania. Yeah. Real quick. Um, I stopped at a gap and I bought up every size 38 short that they had available. Size 38. That's what we're wearing these days. That's 38. What we got. At some point, I've just got to accept it. Um, I Wait, will how say, long though, did you fight it? You're like, no. you sure you I don't have any loose fitting 36s? I may have swung, or cambion I may have swung too far back the other way because the 38s are pretty baggy on me actually. <laughs> but I just went in and I was just taking the punishment. I was like, no, no, 38. I'm not looking at anything smaller than that. It's gonna be fine. I'm gonna put those on. I didn't own any shorts before really. I was wearing pants all the time. So I bought some summer gear, uh, and then I was I was moving across the country. Um, I got very good at identifying giant heaps of shit from a distance and hitting the air recirculate button. Is there are parts of the country where that's a big problem. Nebraska, Colorado. What do you mean giant heaps of shit? Manure. Oh. You'll just see it off in the distance. And they always have some tarp over it. Oh, and you got the windows down. Uh, I didn't always have the windows down, but even if you don't, you can smell that shit from yeah. miles off. Um, experienced some of the cuisine abroad. Uh, I made the mistake of eating Cajun food in Utah. Uh, that, uh, I mean, that's your fault. That I don't. I was sitting on the can. Did you get the rockfish in Nebraska too? Like, what's your problem? I was sitting on the can later that night, and I was just shaking my head, like piecing it together. Like, I was such a fucking idiot. I had some better cuisine though. Uh, I'm now a Blazing Rewards member at Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, Blazing B Dubs. How many times did you hit the B Dubs? Only once. Only once. But they pushed the Blazing Rewards so fucking hard. Uh, I'm just your I'm email like, and like, cell phone fine. number? Yeah, I'm like, fine, I'll sign up, whatever. Um, uh, what I, one thing that I did want to bring to you, some uh, high-quality food from abroad, Taco Bell Crunchwrap Supreme. Have you had one of these? Or have, recently. 
you don't get access to a Taco Bell very often in San Francisco or New York. I had one of these things in Nevada, Elko, which is like smack dab in the middle of Nevada. I wanted to get the word out. I, I wanted to make a post on Facebook, like, why aren't you guys eating more of these? This is Pretty fucking good. amazing. Yeah. How many did you have? Did you turn around and go for another? No, I just had the one. Because um, it's it's pretty big. It's bigger so, than I thought. So if I was, was driving across the country like you were, I would have seeked out the slimiest, dirtiest diners. I, I was doing that too. So I don't want to... I mean, I was on the road for two weeks, right? So yeah, I stopped at plenty of diners in Iowa, Nebraska, Colorado. Did you try to engage people or were you just by yourself? Uh, I mean, I would have just sat front and center. I'm, I'm just envisioning like was, an old school... Uh, diner with like the ice cream parlor elevated yeah that vision of a diner though doesn't really exist in the middle of nowhere anymore because we forget that the middle of nowhere is pretty run down it's been neglected for a while Mm. it's not really boom time for them anymore but uh i don't know i drove all all the way across the states of virginia west virginia iowa nebraska colorado none of them have like any unique fast food joints that you've never seen before in des moines iowa i tried my best to find something unique and there was nothing that whole place is like new it's all been rebuilt so it's all cookie cutter yeah i was able to stop at a like a decent diner on i-70 west of denver but that was about it Hmm. um but yeah that pretty much brings us up to now rolling town on wednesday it's now saturday yeah i played golf once uh, yeah. yeah. Well, let's. Can we highlight how you were a little upset? You asked me what my weekend looked like. Oh yeah. There's a. In terms of things that have changed. I mean, as I was rolling in, I was thinking about. Uh, do you think that the additional exposure that we're going to have to with each other is going to make the show worse? And then I remembered, I'm not concerned about it at all because I'm never going to see you. Oh, hear that? Well, you you asked like, hey, what's your weekend look like? Because. Usually your weekend's wide open, my weekend's lying open, you know, fast forward, learning how to be a boyfriend. And I told you, my weekend's pretty blocked up. It's been yep. it's been slotted out on the calendar. Yep. That's a new thing I've learned is where if you put it on the calendar, it's your it's your time. Mm-hmm. You put it far enough in advance. So I tried to float in a couple, like sneak in a couple hours here and there. I'm like, well, I can get the morning. And I get the morning, get some time. Mm-hmm. And you should have seen your face when you go. You're telling me we can, we're not going to golf this weekend? Yeah. And, you know, that's it upsets me, too. I want to play a little golf. I mean, I was most shocked that we couldn't go to dinner on Saturday because all that we were looking for there was a two-hour block of time. But I feel like I'm watching um, one of these uh, romantic comedies, like uh, How to Lose Your Boyfriend or whatever. It's like How to... How to learn to be a boyfriend for the first time when you're 30? There's a catchier yeah. title that we can come up with on that, but it's funny to see you fall into some. Of it's these pretty traps. entertaining, like because I I really have no idea what I'm doing, right? I'm like a 15 year old boy. Yeah. Well, you're you're still very early on because you're like six months in. Yeah. And the question that you're not asking yourself yet, I've noticed, is what happened? You're not considering both sides of the equation when you have a decision, which what I think you get to is. Oh, what the repercussions what? Yes. are if I make yes. this decision? What happens if I don't do this? How bad are the repercussions? And that's yeah, I, the, haven't, I haven't started lining my thinking like that. That is the calculus that you will start doing later on. It's like, okay, fine. I understand that this is going to go poorly if I decide not to do it. How poorly? Well, the, the thing is, I haven't had any of those big decisions where the majority of the time we do whatever the hell I want. Mm-hmm. 98% of the time we do what I want. Yeah. 
So when she's like, hey, we got to do this, or I want to hang out with my friends, and her friends are visiting from out of town, I go, yeah, I can throw a bow there, right? Yeah, sure. But it's it, it's the first time where I'm like, mm, well, this is, you know, cover the mic. This is going to be more enjoyable, but I'm very committed to this. <laughs> There's no polite way to say that. So well, what's interesting about you being early on in it, too, I was thinking about this when I was on my way out of New York, and it was also as I was buying my car that I drove You think about me a lot, huh? That's flattering. Yeah. No, I know that you do it, too. You're not going to admit to it. I'm more... I'm going to put it to you this way. I was thinking about the show. Uh, only the business in mind. Only only content in mind. Um, and I was thinking about the fact that there, there's nothing like Carfax that's available for women. Or men. Either side. So you meet someone in a large city. They're 30. Some shit has happened to this person in their life. Yeah. But... You're not necessarily going to know what it is right away. Yeah, I'm not looking under the hood. I'm not looking deep down and see the miles, what happened from zero to 80,000 miles. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Did this thing go over some bumps? What was the deal here? How well, many How many owners, that's an interesting how many owners were there? You know? Right, yeah. You don't want to know how many owners are. Yeah. You like is, there a purpose, salvage, is there a salvage? You specifically don't learn how many owners there are. You try it out. You test drive it. And you're like, drives pretty well. <laughs> Takes care of me. It's clean. Yeah. So whoever Exterior whoever was fine. here before, don't yeah. care who it is. I can see that care. I can see that ding there, but I know that that thing's there on the outside. What's under the hood, though? I don't know. But it's also like you can also go really deep with this, where there's certain pieces of the car where you're like, there's you're like, oh, that's kind of a soft spot. Do I want to keep poking there? Yeah. Is that gonna let me know that I need yeah. to get a transmission? Maybe we just in don't two months go over that pothole anymore. Maybe we just avoid that road. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about it mostly because on my exit from New York. Uh, there was a girl that I was seeing a little bit near the end there. I would say maybe the last three weeks. And two to three weeks in, you know, we were drinking so, at a bar. So, uh, and let I, me interrupt you. How long had you guys been seeing each other? Like two, three weeks. No but time you enjoyed her. You, you yeah. can tell there was a connection. Yes. And I learned during one of our bar sessions, she's a good drinker, which is always a good sign. Uh, she tells me a story about how she was engaged before. Hmm. I was like, oh, this is some interesting history here that I was not expecting. Like, right out of college, so like some tatted up dude. Hmm. And she was how old? Our age. Hmm. Year older. Good for her. Yeah. No, I was fine with it, but it got me thinking, it would have been, it would have been nice just to have the Carfax and understand that. It's interesting, this is such a great analogy, you really go deep on this. Uh, there's a lot that they lend voluntarily. Yeah, you, we kind of have to. You want to. You want to clear it out. Someone right to know, away. yeah, what what they're getting into. Like nothing's surprising. Because God forbid you're. But then two, you're, you're always two years into this fucking. But you're thing always and you learn about some life event like that. But you're always poking around for more stuff. Right. Like she's great. Like I, I'm still, I still secretly try to poke around and find things. Sure. Uh, haven't really found. Haven't found anything. I haven't found any uh, any soft spots. Any gremlins under the hood or anything. Yeah, it's no. good. It's impressive. You should be happy with that. But I, I'm worried. I'm concerned. You know, I'm gonna. I'm gonna find time for it. You're gonna. You're gonna. You know, you. A lot of people mimic the way you walk because you just barge into places. You go. <laughs> all right. So I mean, that's how you come back into yeah. my life. I'm not messing around. Yeah, I understand that. And I. Uh, I. I think she's prepared, but I don't think she knows to the extent. I think you'll dial dial it back some. Um, but I think this is. I think this. I, is, uh, I mean, we're. It's only been a year, but we're much older now, I feel like. Lots changed. As, I go to as bed. our good friend said, it's a different San Francisco. I go to bed early. I get up fairly early. 
Yeah. 9 p.m. rolls around. I'm tired. I'm thinking about bed. When people offer for me to go to the baseball game on a weekday, baseball game starts at 7, I go, that means I'm not in bed till 10, 30, 11, earliest. There's no way I'm going to that baseball game. I have turned down multiple yeah. free tickets because yeah. I'm like, that's a Tuesday night. Well, you have to get, well you're getting up, what, 5 a.m. these days? Uh, no, workouts don't happen anymore. Put a real tire iron of chub love on. Uh, that's because you're in a relationship now. Yeah, it's also interesting. She, she, I pretend that I used to work out. Worked out like three times since we started dating, and she thinks it's just a bunch of bullshit. Do you remember the time that we made the bet that you could run under a six-minute mile? I'll bet this. How about this? I weighed in this morning, two twenty-two. By the way, just that was the baseline before you start talking. Two twenty-two. One of our good friends, girlfriends, we were over her place the other day. Very quiet, reserved woman. Very nice woman. And they go, "What? What are you tipping the scales at these days?" And you go, "Ah." Couple pulls from the Sierra Nevada, about two thirty. She audibly laughed. Yeah, I, yeah, I was thinking about that. Later. She audibly laughed, and I like, go, "Oh, that's the biggest. That's the biggest burn anyone's done without speaking." Yep. Yeah, it was good. It was good because yeah, it's hard to get a rise out of her really on anything like that. Yeah, when she audibly laughed, I'm like, "That's soul crushing." But no, I, I weighed in this morning, and it's it's actually two twenty two. Two twenty two. That's I was, good. I was rounding up. You know, it's part of my accept your size thirty eight waist. You know, a lot of people have fancied us to be politicians where we make a lot of promises that we just don't do. I can't remember the last time that I really followed through. <laughs> Any promise? I don't promise. Good um, at making them. Uh, but we're, we're committed to find time for you in my life here. And then we're committed to improving the golf game. I appreciate that. Uh, but here's some... I need some advice. Break it down for me. Learning to be a boyfriend. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of things I'm at, just, thir- at thirty. I feel like you should. I'm thirty-one, I think. Yeah, I'm thirty-one, right? Yeah, yeah, thirty-one. So last weekend we're out at the winery. We're hanging out with her very good childhood friend and one of my friends. Group set, and there's like eight of us. Okay. And at, at some point, I'm not paying enough attention to her, which I didn't gather. I figure she's catching up with her friend. I'm conversing with everybody. Mm-hmm. And then I lightheartedly take a photo with my guy friend in front of the winery that didn't go over well without asking for her oh. to get a photo I wouldn't even thought about that yeah so did you ha- did she take the picture her friend took the picture okay I was like hey let's be fine let's take a photo and then she's like you didn't even ask me and like it's the tipping point like yeah she's kind of drunk and I was yeah. just like and I, my immediate reaction is to laugh sure which I knew I was smart enough not to laugh immediately yeah. uh, but then I had to like you know, mend that over and you skirt around that. Handle that, and I mean, there are small bumps that uh, no one could foresee. I could see myself doing something like that. I what should be a triggering event is that someone from your group had to do it, and you weren't involving them in it, right? In a group setting like that, most of what you do needs to involve everybody, right? If you were off in the corner and that people were running through a vineyard eating grapes, like I like to do, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm usually like I'm very good at engaging everybody. Yeah. But I'm not good at giving somebody a little extra time. Well, which is I, something I, I mean, have to build into my repertoire. You informed me the other day that I received a very negative review from a photo that I had taken of some people uh, because I wouldn't take the exact same photo with someone else's phone. Yeah. Because well, I, I mean, it's a common courtesy, right? There's a group of people. At this point, you're at a wedding. Yeah. There's 10, 15 people that want to take a photo. You're sitting at their table, correct? Yeah. 
So be cordial enough. You've been conversing with them or not conversing with them for a couple hours. They ask you to take a photo. Give a little effort. You have an iPhone 7. Yeah. Zoom in. No. I, Punch I, it. Five I, I would like to be clear. I put an effort on the photo take itself. I feel like that was retro. How many photos did you take? Three or four. You took three or four? I think. <laughs> you think? That I can remember. Were you able to put down the two Bud Lights you were clawing with one hand down? Uh, the issue was I was mostly drinking Stone IPA. <laughs> if you look at any of those pictures, Do you remember, of me, it's me with so st- it's an a open Stone bar. IPA in my It's hand, an open is- bar, very nice wedding. You can have as many drinks as you want. At one point... Serve good beer there, too. You have two Stone IPAs beer clawed in your one hand. Yeah. So, like, one hand, like, one's on your index finger, the other one's on the middle yeah, finger. Yeah, that's a classic move for me. And then you're, you're charging around as you do. Smoking darts, whatever you're yeah, doing, I and you a offer lot of one cigarettes. of the beers to the. I quit smoking two weeks ago. Fantastic! That's great news. Yeah, listeners gonna be happy about that. And you offer one of the beers to one of the groomsmen who you've taken a liking to, and he just kind of looks at it. He's like, "Nah, I'm okay. If I want a beer, I'll go get a beer." But that was your way of like saying, "Like, hey, buddy, I enjoy you. Let's be friends." <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I, I I don't remember doing that at all. I do vaguely remember taking this photo, but what I thought was hilarious was that when the second phone was presented to me, I was like, no, she didn't just text it around. I don't have her number. Oh, well, then why did you need to be in a fucking picture with her? Why is, it, why is it so fucking important that you're in a picture together if you don't even have each other's phone numbers? You're just going to wait until the next time that one of you gets married to talk? Two, three years from now? Doesn't sound that there's, important. There's a lot of good content out of that wedding. I'm going to bring up one... Here's another thing. If these people had gone to high school together, or were from the same town... How did you know that? They could have lied to you. They could've, that could have been the story. You don't all know. about it. You didn't you invest yeah, any time to understand that. I don't a flying that. fuck about the fact that these people worked at one company for like a year. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> there's, one, there's one story I heard through third parties. Reliable th- sources. Uh-huh. About you. I want, I want to confirm with you. And I want to see if you think this is crazy, what you did. Have you told me this before? No, I don't think so. Okay, great. So, obviously, one of our friends got married in San Diego. Oh, this could really anywhere. This wedding got real dark. <laughs> the hour, the, the, the wedding was actually an hour north in Escondido. Is that the name of the city? Yeah. So, they were trolling everybody up an hour. You just had to be at this hotel, and they would trolley you up there. Yeah, they had buses ready. They, they had, like, three buses lined up, and we were on the second or third bus. Right, so I'm already up there. I'm not on the bus. Because I'm part of the wedding party. Right. So you're with there with one of my buddies and yeah. then my girlfriend, right? Those yeah. are the only people you really... First time that I've really met your girlfriend. First time you met my girlfriend and other buddy you know pretty well. But yeah. the, those are the only two people you really care to converse with. Yeah. So apparently you guys leave... Well, I mean, I'm fine conversing with other people. They're, they're the only two people that I knew. Knew. Okay. That's fair. So you guys are you guys are riding up and apparently the trolley bus pulls out of there going 10 miles an hour. Yeah. Can't get out of first gear. And I hear you have a lot of anxiety because you guys had went to the brewery before, and before you rushed over to the hotel, you didn't have enough time to buy beer. That's so right. So there's a little anxiety. I get it. Hour drive. You're trying to get your pregame on. No beer. Yes. While you're driving. Nothing to drink. I can, I can feel for you there. So the driver's going 10 miles an hour. And, for about 15 minutes. And he doesn't really address that that's a problem. He won't respond to anything that we're saying to him. So you think the logical move would be to call an Uber Yeah, while you're in a moving vehicle. Yeah, the Uber was following the car for a little while. <laughs> I told him to start the trip and follow the bus, and that whenever it stopped, we would get out and run to the Uber. And then when he goes, where are you? And you're like, I don't fucking know, across the street from Sitco. <laughs> he goes, what do you mean? He's like, you're in a moving vehicle. And you yeah. thought that was a logical... Yeah. yeah. 
He's like, where? He, he says, where are you? And I'm like, dude, I'm in a bus. I'm in a moving bus. Like, it, I can't tell you where I am because that's going to be out of date in 30 seconds. Um, but yeah, then the bus turned around. I canceled that Uber. We got back. They were they had another bus queued up to load us up onto, and I had had enough bus for the day. <laughs> so which is fair. Called up the, the, call, the called other- up an Uber SUV. Tried to invite one or two. Other you did invite that, one guy that was injured. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. yeah. Um, then he looked at you. He's like, "Well, I got my wife and small child." So yeah. So I mean, we got the SUV. I've got to tell you, that was one of the best decisions that I've made in years. We were laughing our dicks off in the back seat of that. Well, my uh, favorite is SUV. before you got in the SUV. So it's, at this point, it's uh, our buddy, my girlfriend, and you. That's it. Yeah, that's it. In and an Escalade, go, and you go <laughs> for an hour. So yeah. I can't imagine what that cost. And you go, hey, let's let's get some beers. Hey, but you go, hey, lettuce. What do you want to drink? Well, I mean, we've been crushing IPAs all day. Let's get something light. And you go, yeah, it's a good point. And you come back with a six pack of IPAs. The best to be part clear, is it was a session IPA. And you take a first, was, you take a sip of the first beer. You go, oh, this is too heavy. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's classic, classic Turner right there. Uh, that wasn't the smartest play. And uh, I can appreciate that. What I really learned on that trip, which I was texting you, was that your girlfriend is quite the rapper. Oh, would you do Little Millie or uh, she knows or some bullshit? Every single word to yeah, a couple of Little Wayne songs, and you know I, I I'm not hip to that kind of jive. I don't know. All that's the, the U of A in her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's where you pick up skills like that. Yeah, I would say. Um, do we have anything else to address here? I think we're. Kind of coming into the report card. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're just, we're circling to the report card here. Okay. You do you have a scale in mind? Ah, uh, let's do parts of the car. If you okay. were part of a car, okay. What part would I be or you be? Could be a tough one. I'm gonna say. Mud flaps. <laughs> I'm the mud flaps? You're the mud flaps. Very underappreciated. It's putting in work that a lot of people don't see. Because it's preventing mud from getting places, right? Nobody sees Congregating the, the mud, congregating yeah. the back of the tire. Nobody sees the mud that doesn't get slung up on the side, you know? It gets caught up in this thing. Also, you can have some stylish stuff behind it, similar to your slick back hair. You could go <laughs> trashy and have, you know, some kind of uh, no fear symbol back there you go classy and just keep it black and plain um huge range very underappreciated but also still grimy and dirty that's how i'm gonna rate i would call you like a the the grill or the bumper of a h2 hummer okay but very well worn it's hit some stuff it's hit some stuff but it has the appearance where it's so elevated and big that you look at the car, and if it's well-worn, you know that it's not like a show car. Yeah. It's ready to haul over something. But it's got all that shit on it, and it hasn't been cleaned off. And you know it's just going to barge through whatever it wants. That's what I think people feel when they see you. Yeah. When they see a good lumber. They're like, well, okay, well, it's, he's invested enough money, so it's a decent car. Yeah. So it's a good product. Yeah. But it's also going to, it's not really going to care about society or whatever it's in its way. It's just going to kind of barge through. I can appreciate that. All right, this has been the 31st episode of The Gentleman's Breakfast. First one back in San Francisco. Good to be back. Website to come 
in the month of August. Wow. Book it. Thanks, guys.